Need more leads or do you need a different follow-up strategy? Now, do you and your team have a follow-up system in place to ensure maximum results on your leads? Mm, man, we had to learn this one the hard way. And today we're going to be going over some astounding information that I sure wish I would have known a long time ago and will change the way that you look at new leads forever. And knowing is half the battle. Let's go. Welcome to the Influential Real Estate Marketing Podcast, where agent entrepreneurs come to learn how to generate and convert more leads by using the latest in technology, social media, and lead generation systems. Here are your hosts, national speakers and veteran agents, Amber and The Rook. Well, what's going on, guys? How we doing today? All right, now before we jump into this, I just want to let you know that today's episode is being sponsored by Sphere Influencer. It is the single most effective sphere marketing strategy to build relationships and get more referrals than ever before. You can get more information at GetSphereInfluencer.com. Oh man, I love this topic because this is something that really rings home to anybody that is selling real estate. Have you ever felt that pressure to constantly get new leads, right? We hear this all the time, right, Jason? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the number one question. We go, hey, how do I get new leads? How do I get mm -hmm. new leads? How do I get new leads? But oftentimes when we're consulting with agents, it turns out that they don't actually need more leads. They need a more effective lead follow-up system than what they're doing now. So we're going to cover some mind-blowing statistics that'll have you rethinking your entire lead follow-up system this is going to be good. Now, it's, it's all, I also want to parse like I need leads versus I need more transactions because like I, I hear what you're saying. I, I wonder how often or how many leads that an agent needs to be successful. I think it's actually 30 leads a month. Like if you're getting 30 leads, I don't know. We'll dive into numbers later. But the idea that I, I'm just remembering a conversation that I had where this Rose was like, hey, Rook, I need I need more leads. I'm like, well, how many leads are you getting a month? For like 150. I'm like, what? And you need more? And you need more? <laughs> right. So I think it's important to take a step back. And I can tell you that this was a really valuable lesson for us and something that I didn't know for a very long time. So I'm hoping to cover this in today's podcast to help accelerate somebody through the pain that it caused us by not knowing this information up front. Um, so let's really take a minute to talk about where these, where this information is coming from and where these statistics are, are resourced. Yeah, data. We love it. <laughs> so where are these coming from? So these stats are coming from the National Association of Realtors, and it was specifically about follow-up, like how are realtors following up in their business? Okay. Very interesting. Carry on. Okay. So it says, not me, don't get mad at me. Um, I'll give you the NAR email address later if I had it. Anyway, so <laughs> they're saying that 48% of realtors never follow up even one time with a lead. What? Not See, that is mind-blowing. So it's probably not you, but if you're in the car with someone, it's one of y'all. I mean, I think my head just exploded because are we not in the business of commission only and needing those sales? And yet 48% of agents never even follow up once. What's the next one? Now, the next one is only 25% of agents contact a prospect a second time. So we're like trying it once. If not, then like, all right, forget mm. it. This person's not interested. Which means 75% don't, right? Yeah, like one out of four. 
So on, the last one is only 12% of agents make three or more contacts with a prospect. That's 12% of agents make three or more contacts with a prospect. Now, I'm, I'm blown away by all of these, but I'm still stuck on 48%, never even follow up once. Now, I can tell you, even though I say my mind is blown, it happens to us on a daily basis. And you're probably sitting in your car going, oh, no, we believe it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jason and I were actually inquiring on a property just uh, a week or two ago. I can't remember the exact date, but very recently it was a really nice property and it appeared to be uh, pending, but there was some conflicting information on the internet. So we were reaching out to the agent by text message to ask if this particular property was still available. And we did not say that we were an agent. We just said, hey, is this property address still available? Here's what they came back with. Mm. Yeah, the, nothing. <laughs> this kind of blows my mind, you guys, because I thought, oh, well, maybe I have the wrong number. Maybe I've text a number, even though it didn't come back rejected. Maybe I've text a number that can't receive text. So I double checked and they did have another number. So I text that number to the same question the next day and... Nothing. Still. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and you know what, guys? I don't understand. I don't understand this at all. It still blows my mind because even if the property is pending and they're probably, it was a great property, so they're probably sick of getting inquiries when it's already sold or pending. But I, I don't understand that because they don't know that I'm a realtor, number one. I could be a prospect that... Um, they could convert to, hey, this one's not available, but we do have some other things that we can show you. And this was a really good price range. So <laughs> they should have been all over that. And even if I am an agent, it's professional to reply to people. I mean, what? I, I don't understand. But I almost kind of like the fact that we didn't say who we were because then you get a true sense of their business model. Now, I know things slip through the cracks. I know we get busy. I know we had an appointment. I know, I know, I know, I know. But data is the data. And, and here's what's even harder is that you're the type of person that does call people back. Like, I call people back. I'm offended. How dare you say, well, this is not about you. This is, this is the stat of what is going on in our industry. Mm -hmm. so, and so if you are on top of it, like when I first got into real estate, I, I love sales. I was passionate about it. I was just, I grew up in it. So I honestly had the perception that realtors were at the pinnacle of the sales industry. Like they were like top of the line. And when I got in, I was like, wow. So, and I, I would hear these conversations in the office. Like, I'm not calling this person back. I'm like, what, isn't that money? I mean, like, seriously, I was <laughs> or like, unprofessional. I, didn't, I didn't get that. I'm, now, I'm broke. I need to make some money. I'm calling everybody. Now I'm not going to say that I've never ever at a time in my career not responded to somebody or forgot to respond. Cause I'm human. So, you know, I've probably been guilty of this myself. Um, but in general, no, I would be mortified to even ignore another agent because to me, it's just not professional. So I want to say first, as an industry, this is not a judgment, but as an industry, we need to do better. You know, we need to do better. We need this. These stats should not be the case. Um, we are, are fighting for the public to see our value in this day and age. And, and we've got to get better at this part. I think that's an excellent point. You've got so many massive companies that are trying to diminish the realtor's role. You've got it now where we're hearing more and more realtors that are battling the, will you decrease your commission? I'm like, will you take less at your job? Then no. Okay. <laughs> so I know these are kind of some mind blowing statistics, but this isn't even the best part you guys, because 
if we take a look at our current follow-up system, meaning you get a new lead, okay, what is your current follow-up system? And I want you to measure it up with some of the mind-blowing stats that we're going to tell you right now so that you can evaluate where can I do better, okay? And we had to do this, and we had to completely redo our entire follow-up process once we found out these stats. So there's no judgment. It's not your fault if you didn't know. But we hope this helps someone because here is the reality. Even though 48% of realtors never even follow up once, even though 25% of agents are really contact a prospect even a second time, and 12% of agents make three or more contacts, let's actually see the reality of when sales are actually happening according to the National Association of Realtors. Okay, so in our industry, this is industry specific, in our industry, 2% of sales are made on the first contact, 3% of sales are made on the second, 5% of our sales are made on the third, 10% of sales are made on the fourth. And here we go. Here's the kicker. 80% of real estate sales are made somewhere between the fifth and 12th contact with a prospect. So 80% of sales are made between the fifth and 12th contact. What red flags just went off to you right now about your follow-up system? Because I was sitting there going, "Um, hmm, every new lead's a little different for me. Like, for example, at an open house, maybe I held an open house the previous weekend. I had a sign in sheet and I gathered some information or maybe I had some great conversations with neighbors, whatever the case may be. Did you have the clipboard with a pen attached to a string? (laughs) That's a whole nother podcast. No, (laughs) I went a little more new school than that. Um, But let's say I got some information on an open house and I want to follow up. I was that realtor who would typically follow up with that information three different times. So I'd contact them one time to follow up, if they didn't contact me a second, and if they still didn't reply a third time. Now here I was, not lying, patting myself on the back, like wow, I'm one of only 12% of agents that actually do three or more contacts, yay me. I'm good. I'm so good. I'm amazing. But then when you find out these other stats, here I was thinking I was amazing, but 5% of sales are made on the third contact. So here I was thinking my systems are solid, but I'll be completely honest, after three times of them not replying, I would throw away that lead and go to the next lead, right? How many people are in that boat? Because it's that, it's that self, that self, that inner, that inner devil that we've got, that evil twin, whatever you want to call it, that says, oh, you're probably bothering them. Mm-hmm. They probably moved on. Yeah, you feel like a stalker. They at some probably point, got right? another agent by now. It's like all that negativity that just, you know, it's uh, that rejection. It's that rejection thing. Like we fear it, so I'm just gonna, I'm, just, I'm probably gonna make up something in my head, and that scenario is now my reality. Like they probably got somebody <laughs> else, and then I'm just not gonna call them again, so that I can then go and get some more leads that I'm gonna have the same. And hence the it. reason agents think they need more leads. But in reality, what this taught me: if 80% of all sales happen between the fifth and twelfth contact, what was my aha? other than needing to change my entire lead follow-up system, it was until they say, Amber, stop calling me, stop texting me, stop contacting me, I will continue because (laughs) 80% of all sales happen between the fifth and 12th contact. So what we need to remember is when they don't reply, it doesn't mean they don't need you. It means they don't need you right now. Oh, yeah. All right. Because no is really just an acronym for next one. And sometimes we're hearing no if they don't reply. Well, actually, they didn't say no, you guys, by not replying. That doesn't mean no. No is no. 
right? No means no, okay? But they didn't say no. It's just they didn't reply. That just means they don't need you right now because the reality is people are looking at open houses and online. What do you think? I mean, it varies, but up to six months before it's even time for them to actually call a realtor. Right. Right? So it's a long-term game when it comes to that. So keep following up with them. But I like what you said is that no can be an acronym for next one. But if you don't have a response, like for like for me. It means I, go to the next content, not to the next lead, right? It means right. go to the next follow-up step for it, that lead. I, I, I say it like this is that um, I'm into, I don't know about y'all, but making money as a realtor. <laughs> and I obviously we want to work with yeses, right? But guess what? You, you want someone to say no. Like that should be your goal. Like I want to hear a yes from you or I want to hear a no from you because no, I don't want you. I don't like you or whatever um, is going to give me an answer. But if I don't hear anything, that's what costs you money. That's what costs realtors money more than anything is indecision. See, as a marketer, a marketer wants a yes or a no. And I can work with either one of those, right? I love yeses. But if I don't know then that's where my insecurities, my anxieties are going to come into play. And I got to keep those in check mm -hmm. because I might have those be translated into no when they're not. Yeah. And you can rest assured by the numbers, the statistics beat for them. This isn't our opinion. These are exact numbers. So rest assured when you're not hearing anything, it's because it's not time. You can rest assured in the numbers that they take five to 12 contacts. Now, every lead is going to be different, you guys. Keep this in mind. We're, when that study was done, it was for... Um, any uh, any close transaction, but everybody's a little different, right? So for sale by owners, uh, for example, I found that they converted around week seven, okay? Now everybody's averages are different, but even though this said between the fifth and 12th contact, you will start seeing averages depending on the actual lead source. Yeah, and best practices tend to state that you kind of want to reach out to a first sale by owner on a weekly basis. So mm -hmm. this kind of runs into that same... Yeah, and I actually you brought up a good point, babe, that people would be like, well, five to 12 contacts, does that mean daily contacts, weekly contacts, monthly? What does that mean? Right. Well, it's based on the lead type. So if I met somebody at an open house that's a current buyer, like they literally admitted that they're out looking, they need to purchase in the next month or two, well, I'm probably going to follow up once a day or every other day because they're actively looking now. I don't need them to fall into the hands of another realtor. I need to be the one helping them. And if I'm only following up once a week, they could have met seven other realtors in the meantime. So it's it's going to be a little bit more of an aggressive and helpful plan. Whereas if they say they're not buying for six months, maybe once a week just to saturate them up front to make you the expert before you throw them into your sphere plan so that they remember you. It's good. Okay. I know like with for sale by owners, for example, um, I like to contact them weekly and on Tuesdays. Um, now that was just for me because I found Tuesday evenings, they were the most vulnerable as far as a little disappointed because they were, you know, leading up to the weekend, they're excited. They're going to hold their own open house. They're thinking, great. They've got cookies yeah. baked <laughs> that they're going to sell it themselves. Um, on Monday, they're still trying to gather data from people who came over the weekend, Tuesday, nothing. And by Tuesday evening, they kind of start to feel that discouragement. So that's when I want to, um, be making my contacts, but it's going to be different for every lead type. But in general, you would just want to have, you know, eight to 12 follow-ups available for new leads, correct? Yeah. And this is the, uh, 
it and so we can, I mean, we such a take a deep dive into this guys because your follow-up system, you know, are they a cold lead? And then how do we transfer that cold lead to a hot lead inside of 12 different contacts? So it is at the very least, let's get a program down. And so whenever we start talking about this, it's like, okay, so I need five to 12 follow-up pieces. Okay. I'm cool with that. Is that like per lead? Like, do I, or can I use the same follow-up pieces for, for sale by owners I do for open houses than I do for, you know, when I'm out and about, uh, yeah, you're going to need an individualized follow-up system because like we we're talking about, if you're doing a for sale by owner, that's a weekly campaign. If you're doing a, you know, plus a, you're going to have a different house, language for a for sale by owner than you would a buyer. Well, that's the thing. And if, if you have not seen the success or the results from your mail out pieces, well, are you blanketing your mail out pieces? Because oftentimes I think that I know I did this when I was, when I, I was just trying to get a lead, I don't know what to do with them. So I just shoved them in my auto responders and like, they'll take care of it. They'll sell for me because I don't know what to say. Um, and it didn't. So if we're just trying to rush them through the process, so I can hurry up and stick them inside of the, the follow-up, which, you know, we don't like anyway, then, then yeah, you're not going to see the results, but you have to talk to them individually. Think about all the wonderful things that you could be sending to someone who stops by an open house for that neighborhood. Like I've got my ideal zone. I've got my five to 12 pieces that are going to make that place shine. And if they don't pick that particular house in that neighborhood, then I've got you know, I'm going to showcase that neighborhood, so I'll find sell them something else or close to that neighborhood, yeah. or all the businesses and the amenities around that area that I want to start promoting. I mean, the possibilities are really limitless once we start thinking like a marketer and not like a realtor. And that's why it's important to have such good conversations with them at the open house. You know, one of the questions I would always ask when they walked in is, hey, how did you find us? Now, I'm asking that to see what advertising is working to get them there. But the main question I'm asking before they walk around is, hey, what was it about this house that made you stop? Now, it's important because a lot of times in that one question, they're going to give you their hot button of, well, we got to be in this school district, or we saw that it had a large yard and we need a large yard. Whatever that hot button is, as they're looking around, I'm going to find more of that in case this house doesn't work for them. And that is a great hot button that will tell you what kind of follow-up pieces you should be sending them. So great conversations and questions, language of sales is important to know how to follow up. How much different would your marketing be if if you talk to uh, you know the people at your open house and they're like look we really need to be inside the zip code for our kids their school is super important and then I'm going to go back to my office and I'm going to send them a piece on the questions you should ask a realtor I mean really yeah it's not relating to them it's not relating it's not hitting that mark and they told you what you need to sell them yeah so rather than trying to get more leads that have more generic responses, why don't we have better conversations with the leads we have for higher conversion? And we're actually working less and having higher quality conversations. Um, now, I'll tell you guys, when it comes to lead follow-up, here's another reality that I want to put you guys in. The lead follow-up game is not just for the short term. You have to be okay that it's often a long term game. Not all leads are capable of converting right away, no matter how good your follow-up is. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that they're never going to convert or that they can't send you a referral now. So don't give up just because they say, I'm not ready to buy. Because for example, Jason does, helps a lot of uh, agents do 
Facebook ads. I do. Well, a lot of those are long-term leads. Explain what that means. Okay, so a long-term lead is we're doing a ton of research online. Some people are looking up to like six months before it's time. And we just like to look at houses. You know, that's what we like to do. HGTV generation that we are. So whenever we take a look at, and this is why we go back to, depending upon the lead source is going to determine your follow-up strategy, that if you are doing Facebook ads, unless you've got a, you know, depending upon your ad, it's going to be a long game. What's interesting is that we've got realtors in our industry that have been in for decades. I'm talking decades upon decades upon decades, which is phenomenal. But yet I see some realtors that have been in for three years that are acting and marketing like they're got to be out of it in like a year and a half. You know, it's all about the here and now. And if they can't convert it, they got to throw it away. I got to move on to the next one. It's like, mm. what is Or the they word? say it doesn't work. Or it doesn't work. It doesn't work. I tried it. Well, how many times did you try it? You know, it, it is that long game where you've got to be coming after them. And if we're coming after them the same way, and this goes back to what we're saying earlier, as far as they're going to tell you your hot buttons with better conversations. But if you keep sending like the same stuff, and I'll give you the classic example. You've got someone that's looking for houses and all you do is you send them house after house after house after house. That is great. But you have to realize from a marketing standpoint, you're showing them the same type of marketing over and over and over again. And at some point, they're going to get what's called ad fatigue, which means even though that you're sending them new stuff, it's still the same genre. I want to come after them a different way. I want to tell them about the school. I want to showcase a business that's next to this neighborhood. I want to be peppering these people with all these different types of marketing ideas that are going to be surrounded of the, uh, surrounding their hot button. Mm-hmm. That's such good stuff. And then a lot of people will say, well, what, what about like, what should you be sending them again? It's about, it's about their situation, but also vary up what you're doing. So if you have an email address and a phone number, vary up sending emails versus sending text versus sending a video text. Like you should vary it up as much as possible so that it's not all hitting them the same way. Cause you don't know their preferred method of communication sometimes. So sometimes you have to vary it up. Um, now I will tell you, that sometimes with like a Facebook ad, with a, with a new person you just met at a networking group, open house, it doesn't matter. It's a long-term game. And sometimes they're not ready, but that's okay because if you're willing to follow up for even eight months, if that's what it takes, you needed leads and closings then too. Yeah. Right? But then also you'll get surprised. And like we had a client last night reach out to you and say, what about the Facebook ad? So yeah, we had a client reached out and, you know, we're doing Facebook ads and they got a lead that is a, a million dollar property and they had a great conversation. So I'm going to tell you that, that Facebook ads don't work. I just, I get a cringe. But, um, but even they but might've been discouraged after a week of hearing nothing yeah, from exactly. any ads. Right. But then you realize, oh, this is a long-term game. This is not something that's what sales is. We need both sales now and sales later. So it's okay that some will convert now and it's absolutely okay that some will need to be later. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the mindset of lead conversion. A lot of agents have the mindset that it's only a success if it turns into a buyer sale right now. Yeah. Okay. Which is kind of what we were leading up to, but there's actually three wins when you meet somebody, a new lead. It doesn't matter again, where it's coming from, whether it comes from your website, from a Facebook ad, from a for sale by owner, from a, um, open house. There's actually three wins. You guys, especially think about this at open houses. You're discouraged because you're like, nobody, they were all represented or nobody came in that was buying or selling. I didn't get a referral. What, there's actually three wins and it's not just when they become a buyer or a seller. What? That's number one, obviously. That's a win. They're buying or selling with you. But what are the other two wins? Well, another win when it comes to lead conversion is 
they refer you to somebody. Now, it's kind of hard to grasp the concepts like, wait, so they don't use me, but they refer me to someone? Well, yeah, because like we were saying, maybe they don't need you right now, but someone they know does. Right. Can I give you an example of that? Yes. So there were times where I would market to a for sale by owner in my ideal want zone, and they didn't end up using me. How okay. Dare. But dare. <laughs> but that was okay. I didn't just move on because that could now be a future, uh, a potential sphere member for later. And they're like, well, Amber, why? If they sold their house themselves, why would they sell with you later? It has happened where because I continued to market to them and accept the fact that they were going to sell by owner, they still thought I was so awesome that they referred somebody to me. Yeah. Or I said, listen, I can clearly see that you're, you're doing your best to sell this property yourself. I respect that. Is anyone helping you in the next place that you're going to move to? Where are you going? Can I help you with that? Because there's typically no fees on their side for the buy side. So you could, there's so many different angles we have to realize that can be worked for referrals. That's good. So what's the third? So the first one win is if they buy or sell. The yeah. second win is if they refer someone to you. And it may not happen immediately. But what's the third? The third is that they're a new connection for future businesses. So once connection is made, they can now be in your sphere of influence. And now I'm just going to build a relationship with these people. So I see three as kind of a like a 2.0 or a 2.7 kind of deal where, you know what, I, I might just have a new best friend. I might have someone in my sphere of influence that I now know their family. Mm -hmm. And again, the referrals are going to come in. So we have the leads. I think that if we focus on the conversion of those leads or focus on the follow-up and, and just to let you guys know this, this goes across every marketing strategy that goes out there is that the bulk of sales are made in the follow-up of the leads when they come in. Like you might not get that lead, they might not buy your product or they might not use you, but if you stick with them, if you continue to market to them, then that's when the sales come. I can think of another example that happened to me is I was at a, sitting at an open house at one of my listings and a, a lady came by, I remember her to this day, Neela Damari, and in case you're listening, hey Neela, <laughs> that was forever ago, but... I'll tell you that she didn't end up buying that house, but she, we did start making connection and I was able to get her under buyer rep agreement so I can show her some other things. Well, she didn't end up finding anything that she liked. The market just didn't have a lot. So she decided to extend her lease another year. Well, a lot of people will then throw that lead away and go to the next one, right? Yeah. Well, no, it, uh, it, that's number three. It was still a win that she is now a new connection for future business. Even if it's not right now, it's still a win. So I threw her on my sphere of influence list, started keeping in contact with her from a regular basis. And you guys, over the next two years, I got a total of five sales from her. Wow. So if I wouldn't have realized that that third one is also a win, I would have missed out on five transactions. And I think that's where the biggest mindset shift needs to happen. All right, guys, so as we end today, do you have a follow-up system ready to go with at least eight to 12 follow-ups? And are you playing the long-term game in addition to the short-term? Because if we're just looking for immediate business, we're missing out on the pipeline that could be built for us later. All right, guys, really quick, just want to thank you so much for joining us today. Now, if you like what you heard, remember to subscribe to the podcast to listen to future episodes. And hey, we're still kind of new, so please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you and share this with a friend who needs to hear this today. All right, if you guys want exclusive content and some free tips on the latest in real estate marketing and lead generation, 
Just go and join our insider's email list by going to influentialagent.com. All right, and lastly, remember that God has given you everything you need to succeed. All you have to do is take action. All right, we'll see you next time. Later, guys.